stuff. Hey, hey, what's your mood today? I know sometimes it's hard to say. Hey, hey, what's your mood today? Whatever you feel is alright. Some mornings when I wake, I'm like a kangaroo, jumping up and down, excited about what I'll do. But other days I don't want to wake up at all. I'm like a slob. Welcome to episode number 225 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know their creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. On today's show, I talk to Paige and Adrian, who make up Narwhals and Waterfalls, and we talk all about their brand new record called Simple SEL, and SEL stands for Social and Emotional Learning, and it's very important stuff. It helps kids regulate. It helps adults regulate. Unfortunately, during this interview, my side of the conversation was lost, but fortunately, Paige and Adrian's side is crystal clear, and you're going to get everything that they have to say, and you're going to agree with it. You're going to like it so much, you're going to want to check out their music and maybe have it for yourself. And luckily, Paige and Adrian come through in the clutch, because if you go to their online store on their website, they're going to give you 30% off if you enter the code GOODSTUFFPOD at checkout. How about that, huh? They're just trying to hook you up, and you'll be very, very happy that they did. Here are Adrian and Paige. Stay tuned all the way to the end of the show for the mood song. Good stuff. I am Adrian, uh, songwriter, producer, mm-hmm. and co-performer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm Paige. Um, I am a songwriter along with um, Adrian, and I'm also a music teacher and I bring a lot of, uh, we both bring a lot of teaching experience to the table here. Um, we, I'm an instrumentalist, so I also play uh, guitar for some of the tracks and piano on some of the tracks. And Adrian primarily plays, he plays most of the guitar because yeah. let's be honest, like he's, <laughs> he's very, he's a lot better. At the guitar than me, but he also produces all of our music as well. Yes. So both Paige and I are teachers, were and are teachers in the Dallas area. And her husband happened to know my wife. And they were talking one day and said, hey, they know each other. Maybe they could work on some kids music together. And so we both had these independent projects and decided that we should meet up and see if we could join forces. And it worked out quite well. Met wrote a couple songs and the rest is history as they say. Yep. <laughs> so whenever, whenever we met, uh, we, we were just kind of brainstorming about how we could collaborate. I have a blog. Uh, and at the time I had just, you know, got the blog rolling. It's called simple music teaching and it delves into, you know, music teaching, um, insights and things like that. And, um, and Adrian was teaching around the area. Um, one thing that we, that we found as a, you know, something that was in common with both of us is that we would try to use a lot of YouTube videos in our classrooms. And um, we couldn't quite find any YouTube videos or songs about social emotional learning. And I had just attended a training on social emotional learning. And I thought, okay, this could be something that we, you know, that we can fill a need for. So that's, that's where we started writing social-emotional learning songs, and we started writing together about a year and a half ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's been that long. 
Yeah. So we've been writing and ever since we've come out with an album, we've come out with curriculum and we just generally like enjoy writing songs together and performing. So I grew up in a house. My dad was always singing some kind of song, Uh, a lot of oldies, heard a lot of Marvin Gaye growing up. And then, of course, in church as well, went to church and heard those songs, Uh, went to school with the intention of being a music major, started out in business, picked up guitar and eventually switched to a music major. Um, Started writing songs when I was about 13, actually, and I don't know, didn't really go anywhere from there, but over time I developed a passion for it, Uh, went to school for it eventually, got a major in music, and then was in a band where I met my now wife, who plays violin, Um, and that band broke up for reasons, well, we started dating, (laughs) and that usually ends a band at that age, (laughs) and uh, so that band broke up, we got married, and started our own little thing on the side, just the two of us, and have been actually all over the world with that group, and still perform around the Dallas area as well, but have been writing and recording and producing music for most of my life at this point. Yeah, Um, so I grew up singing in church choirs from the time I was five. Uh, Mom played piano, and my dad was in a classic rock band, um, he had a studio in our backyard and he would always, you know, be practicing and I would try out the drums and which, you know, I don't play now, <laughs> but uh, he was like inspired by Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin, you know. Um, and so I was always around music and I studied vocal performance in college and, and music education. And I was in a few, I dabbled in a few bands in college, one of them called Waiting for Page. Um, yeah, I was a little, uh, late back then. (laughs) Um, and ever since then, I've been really focusing my musical energies on teaching. And so I've been in Dallas for six years and I've been teaching pre-K through fifth grade music in Dallas for six years and I've been loving it. But I, you know, a couple, I guess when Adrian and I met up, I was really excited to, uh, to start delving into songwriting and doing some something creative, you know, doing something creative to kind of help my students. Social emotional learning is basically the process through which children and adults understand and manage emotions, uh, set and achieve positive goals, feel and show empathy for others and establish and maintain positive relationships and make make responsible decisions. That's how it's defined. Um, But in the classroom, uh, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, is not really mandated by the state. There's a lot of other things that are mandated by the state, like standardized testing for math, science, reading. But, you know, it's kind of hard to to kind of pinpoint how you're going to mandate helping a child with self-awareness, self-management, um, and like relationship skills, things that are, you know, growing in importance in like the modern world. Picked up guitar in my freshman year of college and uh, that summer, I was working at a summer camp. And, um, you know, as you do, there's you have crushes on different people. And a girl I had a crush on said that, you know, you're not a real guitarist until you can play uh, Neon by John Mayer. And so I set about learning Neon. <laughs> and from there, pretty much, you know, discovered how great of a guitarist and songwriter he is. And so 
when it comes to guitar, he's pretty much the light at the end of the tunnel that I keep trying to chase and will never quite catch. <laughs> Growing up, I had an interesting range of uh, musical tastes. Um, I used to, you know, my friends would come over to my house and I would be listening to Billie Holiday, like Ella Fitzgerald, and a lot of like jazz classics. And that that honestly, I feel like the catchiness in those songs has, you know, inspired a lot of my songwriting. Um, and also, I mean, growing up, I was one, I was pretty much into pop music. Like I loved NSYNC and I love that might be dating me a bit. <laughs> but I mean, if not if anything's catchy, it's in sync. I mean, you can you can disagree with me, but <laughs> and I also, you know, I grew up when a Taylor Swift was really popular and was started. Was? Sorry. Was? Okay, okay. She's grown in popularity. Um, but she was just <laughs> that was, yeah, our Tay Tay. Um, this was when I was around, and we we are basically the same age. So she, when she was coming onto the scene, she wrote teardrops on my guitar, and I just, you know, as a fifteen year old, I just like deeply felt that I was like, there are teardrops on my guitar, you know, like you're just going through some stuff. So I I had to learn that song, of course, and that was one of my first songs that I learned. And I just thought she was a magnificent songwriter. And that's really kind of what started me writing songs. I started writing music around the age of 15 and 16. There's, there's so many studies out right now about how bre deep breathing like deeply benefits kids and people in general. And I decided like, I decided, we decided that we needed a breathing song. If we were going to be an SEL band, you know, social emotional learning band, we were going to need a breathing song. So actually the first thing that inspired this song was we contacted the social emotional learning director for the Dallas school district. And a lot of school districts are now, uh, are now hiring directors and, you know, and people basically people to come and teach their school social emotional learning. So we met with her and we asked her if you could write any song, like on any topic for social emotional learning, what would it be? And she gave us this little chart uh, that had animals on it. It had a crocodile, butterfly, dolphin, and pufferfish. And it was a little chart uh, describing how to teach that deep breathing through animal breaths. And she said, here, and she gave us this chart and said, if you could write a song on this, I would share it with all of the teachers in the Dallas School District. And so I was like, all right, challenge accepted. <laughs> so I, you know, I went home that night and I just started, I started thinking through how it might be used in the classroom. That's honestly how I write songs, is I think kind of in a reverse type of way. I'll think to myself, okay, I'm a teacher. How am I gonna use this in the classroom? And, and from there, um, I kind of decided it needed a slow tempo and um, just time to practice the breathing. So that's kind of where it started. Yeah, so the mood song was um, basically what, and what I like to do in my classroom is I like to have a routine. So when the students come in, we sing some sort of welcome song. And I thought, 
I, I already had started implementing some social emotional learning strategies into my class. And one of them is a feelings meter. And it basically has, you know, different emojis on it that represent feelings. And as they walked into the classroom, I had them uh, select which emoji they were feeling. And as they come in, you know, they'll maybe point to the sad one or the happy one. And then they walk in the classroom. And I thought, what could be a great song to uh, help with that transition? And so we, so I, I kind of wrote the lyrics and Adrian, Adrian helped with the instrumentation and arranging the song. And so that song is perfect for immediately when they walk into the classroom, because there's, there's a part in there that says, raise your hand if you're mad today, raise your hand if you're sad. And so it's a really like practical application. Teaching kids who are a little bit younger and even some of the language isn't there yet. Um, songs like I'm Always Me and The Good Day Cha-Cha are very good for um, kind of giving wiggle room a little bit. You know, in I'm Always Me, we talk about sometimes I'm this, sometimes I'm that happy, sad, and also, you know, incorporates the imagination as far as movements for a ballerina or sometimes I play sports and things like that. So I find that very effective to get them up and moving. And <clears throat> through that movement, whatever emotions there are kind of get worked out in a sense. Uh, a lot of things at that age are just having a lot of energy and not really knowing why or how yet. <laughs> and so... I, yeah, like what to do like, with it, any of that. So I just, I use uh, the Good Day Cha-Cha because I think it has a great ability to set the tone for the day. Um, it's very flexible in the movements. And for I'm Always Me, it's a good one to even see which, which verse the kids seem to lean into more. If a kid is feeling mad, I've seen kids wait for that verse. <laughs> and when they're mad, they really stomp. But even through that, that action they took, you know, instinctually, like you can see that anger like loosening. And by the end of the song, they've kind of taken a small step to work it out. And my goal, my hope is that starting at that age and then when they get to the age that Paige is teaching, they've already started implementing these skills, whether they knew it consciously or not. And so now you can give them the language and the methodology to actually use that you know, throughout their entire day, not just when they're in our classroom. So the Good Day Cha-Cha, um, it has, you know, we also have a version that's like the Good Day Cha-Cha with shakers. So in the song, it says, step to the right, 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 high five a new friend, step to the left. And in and, and the shaker version, we actually hand out shakers to the kids and we switch the words to shake to the left, 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 high five a new friend, shake to the right, 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 and jump up and spin. So there's a lot of movement there and a lot of um, engagement with the with the audience. So we always have we always have the kids grab some shakers at the beginning. So I think from the very beginning of our shows, they feel extremely involved and invested in it. Um, and we also have, you know, for that same good day cha cha, we created a rhythm stick version and a birthday version. So we always ask the kids like, whose birthday is it today? And we sing the song as a birthday song. Like this is gonna be a good day because it's whoever the kid's name, birthday. So a lot of our songs are very adaptable like that for, you know, so that with every audience we go to, we can be pretty flexible and really engage and, them. And one of my favorite parts of the show typically, uh, 
is for the breathing song in specific, like we have the four that are part of it, but then we'll ask, you know, the audience, you know, can you think of another one or what's your favorite or anything like that? So we try to leave that room for them to make it their own and express like we've gotten some really interesting answers <laughs> for other breaths they wanted to make up. But because of that, uh, I mean, you even see the parents behind them kind of, you know, trying them out, you know, a little bit more subtly than the kids will. But you'll see everyone yeah. getting involved because it is flexible in that way and it's engaging. Yeah. And it, it really depends on where we're performing. So we've performed at places like the zoo, the Dallas Zoo uh, and like farmers markets, schools and libraries. And when we're when we're at the farmers market or the zoo, like somewhere where there's a lot of people, uh, we do we do like mix in some classic favorites, you know, mm -hmm. that aren't our music, but, um, and, and we do always have a, a social emotional learning component, but it's a lot easier to implement that when we have a smaller show, like at a library or, uh, or a school, we always bring like a feelings meter with us and we bring the narwhal. That's our mascot. Basically <laughs> it's been through a lot by mm -hmm. the way. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, like we have the kids kind of come up and participate in like showing us yeah. what their feelings are. And even if we don't know them, that that's one thing that kind of brings you builds trust between you and a new audience. And we're really inspired by Mr. Rogers because we do feel like we can connect through those things and it doesn't have to be, we can connect through something more meaningful, like connecting through emotions and through uh, deeper conversations through music. Yeah. Uh, versus, you know, having like the craziest hat or like the yeah. craziest like light yeah. laser show or something. That's one big thing we take from him is just slow down. <laughs> like, listen, I mean, even it might take the kid 30 seconds to really put together how they're feeling or answer your question, but wait. Yeah. Yeah, it's worth it. And we try to communicate nice. that. Well, I think the most direct way would just be to go to our website, uh, narwhalsandwaterfalls.com. Um, it's got uh, social links to our YouTube, our Spotify. Uh, it has a store for teachers or, you know, just parents. We try to make our curriculum very accessible. So there's a store where you can get the curriculum and all that. And there's also a little form to sign up for our email lists. And Paige is always sending out monthly freebies and stuff like that just to yeah. Yeah. keep spreading the word. Yeah, like, uh, for example, right now we have the entire curriculum for free uh, if they sign up for our email list. And so every month there's a new thing for free. And also we just want to encourage people to, you know, follow us on Instagram and like be our friend on social yeah. media because we do a lot of, uh, we do a lot of like Facebook, Instagram lives and a lot of like giveaways and, and just general shenanigans <laughs> of the sort. <laughs> Anytime, Mike. Yeah, just putting our SEL stuff to work, right? <laughs> just deep, deep breathing, Mike. Deep breathing. <laughs> Thank you so much to Adrian and Paige for their time and for talking with me. And maybe you like not hearing me talk during that interview. I don't know. But maybe don't tell me because that might hurt my feelings. Or maybe do tell me and that's the way we go. Or maybe don't. Or maybe do or maybe don't. Maybe don't. Yeah, let's let's go with don't. Here is Narwhals and Waterfalls, the mood song from their album, Simple S.E.L. Social emotional learning is legit. It's real. It's big. It's important. It's what we should be thinking about and focusing on. Thank you to Narwhals and Waterfalls. Talk to you very soon.
Stuff. Stuff. Stuff.